You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Tuesday edition of the show. I hope you all are doing well. A lot to get you ahead on today's edition of Locked On Cougars. Going to continue on with our 2020 BYU football breakdowns, our debriefings as we're terming them, talking about BYU's running backs, a unit that should be relied upon heavily this fall for the Cougars. We'll examine the running back room. We'll also talk about BYU in the upcoming NFL draft. Could it be the best BYU draft ever. We'll examine that. Some interesting notes to be aware of that we'll break down ahead on today's show. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. A busy weekend that we didn't get to recap fully yesterday that we'll recap for you on today's show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends at betonline.ag. Rock Auto, as well as Squire and Company, we'll tell you about all of those companies as today's podcast rolls on. All right, without further ado, there's the roadmap of where we're going today. Can't wait to get going, so let's break into it now. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 26th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU, your only daily podcast focused on the Cougars with us here on Locked On Cougars. A reminder for you guys, I know it becomes repetitive at a point, but I have to remind people, if you're new to the podcast, hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcast, a whole litany of different podcast apps. Hit that follow or subscribe button right now. That way you never miss an episode. We're right there for you guys each and every day. All right, getting going on today's show. We're going to start off with BYU football. The Cougars are getting ready for the upcoming season, obviously. School is back in session. Players will be going through off-season workouts in the run-up to spring ball. And the hope is that everything goes according to plan and goes more normal than what 2020 was. I don't think you can plan on it being normal, but you hope it is normal. But the good news is if you're a BYU running back, you should be pretty much situation all normal for you. And what I mean by that is the BYU running back unit, which we're going to discuss here for a little bit, has essentially all of its production from the unit that played on the field in 2020 coming back. And the caveat to that is that Kavika Fanua has moved on with his football playing career, but he was really only a part-time guy with this position group. He played mainly that Cinco hybrid linebacker position on defense, but in some moments came over and played on the offensive side of the ball, something he had done previously in his BYU football playing career. But outside of Fanua, Everybody, and I mean everybody from this unit, is expected to be back this fall for the Cougars. Of course, the headliners for the running back room is Tyler Algier and Lopini Katoa. Algier had a fantastic redshirt sophomore season, 1,130 yards and 13 touchdowns. Also added 14 receptions for 174 yards through the air. Lopini Katoa was his kind of counterpart. He had 444 yards rushing and five touchdowns on the ground. Also hauled in 23 
three passes for 293 yards and three touchdowns in that regard. They are your true one-two headed monster that is going to lead BYU into 2021. The crazy thing about all of this is that both of these players could be at BYU for multiple seasons beyond just this upcoming fall. Algier, as I said, a redshirt sophomore, but with COVID eligibility being frozen, he is set to reprise his role as a redshirt sophomore this coming season. Lopini Katoa is a junior and in essence will be a junior once again this season. I do know that with the rules as they are, a player can decide, you know what, I'm going to play out my final two years in the case of a guy like uh, a cat like Lopini Katoa and call it good. Or he could say, you know what, I'm going to play one more year, be in essence a senior this coming fall and then move on. And it's all kind of up to the player. They will have that opportunity to decide what's best for them. But that's the crazy thing about this is that Algier could run for BYU for two or three more years. I can tell you this much, though. There are many people inside the program, and I have talked to multiple of them, who believe that Tyler Algier is the next BYU running back to go to the NFL. As a former preferred walk-on, a pretty impressive thing considering he played linebacker in the 2019 season and just had an absolutely stellar campaign in 2020. Uh, I expect that he'll will at least be at BYU through this coming fall and then kind of reevaluate where he stands with regards to his career and what he wants to do. But the funny thing is, is the last two running backs coming out of BYU that play in the NFL potentially here could be both from the city of Fontana, California. Uh, Algier went to a different high school than former BYU great Jamal Williams, now with the Green Bay Packers, who came up just a little bit short in his quest to make the Super Bowl over the weekend. But nonetheless, kind of crazy to think that the two BYU running backs and like I said I've talked to people inside the program very connected with the Cougars who believe that Algier will end up as an NFL running back and I have a hard time disbelieving them because I really think he has got the skills to pay the bills to use that old expression but he is back for another year and that is actually going to be nice to have both of those players in the backfield for BYU this fall especially as they break in a new quarterback uh, well it might be an old quarterback Jaron Hall or somebody like that, but regardless a new starting quarterback going to be under center for the Cougars and that is going to bear watching to see how much BYU relies on their rushing attack early on in the season to take some of the pressure off whoever is the starting QB. It's also going to be dependent on the offensive line for the Cougars. Those are two different position groups that we have previewed previously or done our debriefings on so you can go back and listen to those podcasts. We did uh, quarterbacks a couple weeks back. An offensive line was last week if you want to go back and listen to those episodes, but they're going to be this running back position is going to be reliant upon an offensive line that's being rebuilt on the fly. Obviously, BYU still looking for their next offensive line coach. I don't think they're necessarily in a huge rush. It could be until spring ball before they really announce a hire, in all honesty, because they've done that in the past, but they will find somebody that they believe in. And the nice part is, is they have a very solid running back room. So you, of course, have Algier and Katoa leading the group. But then you got quality depth in three guys who are working back from various injuries. Sione Finau, uh, back this past season after ACL surgery in 2019, he only had 48 yards and limited action. The hope is that he, after another year of rehabbing and really getting back into the swing of things, he can pick up where he left off in 2019, which, if you 
guys are longtime listeners of this podcast, I believed at that time he might be the best running back on BYU's roster on the on the roster. It's not on the you know what I mean. And he is something to keep an eye on. I really do believe that Finau can be a difference maker for the Cougars. Additionally, Jackson McChesney he had a great showing in the waning moments of the season opening win in 2020 over Navy. Had 57 yards and a touchdown. Showed the ability to pick up tough yardage. Unfortunately, suffered a foot injury that cost him the rest of the year as he tries to rehab. If he's able to get back onto the field, he can absolutely be a part of this unit. And then finally, the other guy I want to talk about is Hinkley Ropati. He has not been on the field as a Cougar yet. He came in late in, I guess, late in the year last year during training camp. The coaching staff brought him in from the junior college ranks and they really believed that he could be the third string running back right off the get-go with Sione Finau still dealing with some issues. They actually thought he was actually a better prospect potentially than Jackson McChesney and then he tears his ACL in training camp shortly after arriving and suiting up for the Cougars. Uh, provided he is back to full health this coming training camp, he is absolutely going to be in the mix. BYU believes that he has the capability of being a great running back for the Cougars, and there's a reason why they pressed so heavily to get him into school last fall rather than waiting around and allowing him to pick up more offers, etc., throughout this past fall in the junior college ranks. He is a great, great player, and they believe he can do a lot. So you have a five-man unit right there at running back who I think all five of them have different qualities about them that the BYU coaching staff has got to be thinking, hey, we got some opportunities here. Obviously, Algier is going to be your lead guy. Uh, Lopini Katoa, more of your change of pace back, a guy who can catch passes out of the backfield, attacking more on the edges. But you have three other guys behind that who have various skill sets who are going to be looking to make their own imprint. And then behind that, you also have another three guys who could be up for position changes potentially, but also have shown some intrigue. The main one is Miles Davis. He tallied 100 yards and two touchdowns in a reserve role for the Cougars this past season. He came as kind of a true athlete. BYU wasn't sure where they were going to put him, but he's shown some things in the running game that make you think, okay, this could, could this kid could develop into a solid running back for BYU. Will it be that he stays at running back with all the guys in front of him, who knows? And additionally, two other guys on the roster are guys I think could be up for position changes, and that's Luke Andrada and Javel Brown. Luke Andrada, the former sprint champion in the Colorado prep ranks, hasn't been able to find himself much of a position, just hasn't been up to speed to contribute in any meaningful way during his time as a Cougar quite yet. I could see him trying to make it as a wide receiver, potentially a slot receiver or something like that. He's got pure unadulterated speed, but the rest of his skills in terms of catching the ball, uh, seeing holes in the run game just haven't come so far. Can he develop into something? I don't know, but we'll see. And then Javel Brown, Similar to kind of Miles Davis when he arrived at BYU, a guy that was kind of without a position, a true athlete. He has taken time and worked with the defensive secondary as well as the wide receivers group and now with the running backs. The hope is that BYU can kind of nail down a spot for him this coming season and then let him develop. He's still only a redshirt freshman, still has time on his side to develop into something, and we'll find out if it truly is an opportunity for him to become a capable player in a BYU uniform. So, I really like what the running back position has going for it going into this fall. Looking back from 2020, they were kind of the underappreciated part of the BYU offense. I get that Zach Wilson and that cannon of an arm that just made all kinds of spectacular plays and throws garnered the headlines. But when you have over 1,500 yards and another 400 yards receiving or so, nearly 500 yards receiving between your top two running backs, 
that's kind of an overlooked part of how good this BYU offense was in 2020. I really think whoever ends up as a starting quarterback is going to be very thankful that BYU has a well-stocked unit of running backs to stack up alongside them and hopefully take some of the pressure off them. It's also going to be able it's also going to be important for the quarterback position of BYU to take pressure off these running backs. The degree of difficulty for BYU in 2021 gets ratcheted right back up. After a year of not facing a Power 5 opponent, you face 7 as you're currently slated to face in 2021. The running backs, Algier, Lopini Katoa, uh, Sione Finau, Jackson McChesney, Hinkley Ropati. You hope that BYU has a healthy year, but if, if any indication has proven in the past, when BYU's faced multiple Power 5 opponents as an independent, you're going to need 4 and 5 running backs to contribute. The good news is, I think BYU goes 5 deep that can contribute at a high level in my opinion and you've got a potential NFL guy leading the group in Tyler Algier so the good news is this running back position is probably going to be relied on early and often in 2021 but I think they are up to the task of being the leading unit for BYU's offense at least in the early going of the 2021 season. And of course, we'll continue to track that as the offseason progresses, spring ball comes, summer workouts, on into training camp. We'll make sure to pass along anything we learn about different position changes, especially for guys like Miles Davis, Luke Andrada, and JaVel Brown. There are also our two uh, walk-on running backs on the roster, former Wyoming running back Theo Dawson, as well as Chase Wester, both have been in the program for a little while now. Can they make an imprint? Who knows? But there are plenty of bodies in this running back room and you hope that the cream of the crop rises to the top and I think that's Tyler Algier clearly with Lopini Katoa playing the Robin to his Batman but additional, additionally you've got three other guys who I think can contribute at a high level in Finau, McChesney and Ropati so the good news is the running back position it's one of those position groups I think going into 2021 as a BYU fan you should be able to kind of exhale and say you know what we have at least a proven option or some proven options in the backfield on offense and that should help BYU kind of bridge the gap going from just a stellar, stellar Zach Wilson season to finding out whoever's going to take over at running at quarterback excuse me, and allowing them to get comfortable and then hopefully the offense can just kind of take off from there. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, we do need to talk about Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen as well as the other players looking to make it to the pro level. Could this be the best ever BYU draft class in 20 2021. We'll explain here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online. I can't encourage you guys enough. If you want to get in on sports betting, no matter what level you want to get in on, you want to bet on the Super Bowl coming up here in what, 12 days? You can do that. You want to bet on NBA games nightly, college basketball games nightly, no matter what it is, uh, NHL hockey. They've got it all for you at betonline.ag. You can sign up for a free account now, and when you make your first deposit and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Imagine that, a sports book actually giving away money. Normally they like to just take your money, but they're willing to give it away to you guys. Give them a shot. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for that free account, use the promo code Locked On when you sign up and make that first deposit, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus courtesy of our friends at BetOnline. It is the best place to do business if you're trying to get into the sports betting world. Do it with our good friends at Bet Online. They are your online sportsbook experts. 
Folks, want to encourage you guys to check out a brand new podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And it's a way to get more of the sports news you need in less time with our brand new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the daily biggest stories with analysis from our local experts like yours truly. Uh, start your day with all the sports news you need to know in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. I listened to the debut episode yesterday, guys. It was fantastic. Peter does a great job, and guys like myself, as well as our many hosts across the Locked On Podcast Network, will be a part of that venture moving forward. Now, BYU football, obviously, is looking towards the upcoming 2021 season, but there are a number of former Cougars who are hoping to hear their names called at the end of April in the upcoming NFL draft. I've been thinking about this for a while, and I really do think BYU could have upwards of potentially five guys drafted in this year's NFL draft. Of course, that's all going to be kind of dependent on how workouts go, and the NFL Combine this year, it's essentially not happening in the regular format it has happened in the past, where all the 300 or so invitees go to Indianapolis, work out for NFL scouts, front office personnel, and head coaches, etc., and it's kind of they call it the Underwear Olympics. This year, the NFL is going to be relying on pro day workouts. So BYU players who are hoping to make it to the next level, well, they've got to nail it in their pro day workouts for BYU that usually happen the final week of March is traditionally when BYU has had their pro day. I have not heard specifically when they will do that, and I'll keep digging on that to see if I can get a specific date. But it's going to be important for guys like Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen, to come in and bolster what NFL scouts and personnel believe about them. Zach, folks, he's a top five pick by all accounts right now. I'm seeing him more and more as the number two pick behind Trevor Lawrence in this year's NFL draft and just an absolutely meteoric rise for that young man. We're also seeing Brady Christensen, as we talked about last week, being mentioned as high as a first round draft pick. Uh, people I have talked to have mentioned this in the past on the podcast, think he could fall anywhere from the second to the fourth round. There are some teams who absolutely love him. There are other teams who are not as high on his potential. He has his age working against him simply due to the fact that he served an LD mission, and that will be interesting to see how that affects his draft status. Chandon Herring, another offensive lineman for BYU, he has a similar circumstance. He's almost 25 years old. If he's not 25 at this point, and he's he's a little bit older. He, he has taken some time the NFL teams believe you need to have in the NFL to be, I guess, a draftable prospect, and he used that to go out on a mission. He uh, had a story in the Fort uh, Worth Star-Telegram saying, you know what? I get why people would look at me as an older prospect, but I feel like I have improved each and every season I have played college football, notwithstanding the two years I took off. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. So getting back to my original point, I think that BYU could have multiple draft picks this year, and it'd be the first time in 10 years that BYU has had, in more than 10 years, excuse me, they've had multiple draft picks. I think you have to go back to 2009 when BYU last had multiple guys taken in the draft. And by the way, a big thank you to Cougs Daily, the Sports Illustrated BYU website, Casey Lundquist doing a great job over there. He actually wrote up a really nice thing that I'm using as part of a reference because it's something I've been thinking about. When I read his piece, I wanted to to highlight it, and I'll make sure to link this in the show notes. But as he mentions in here, you have uh, the last time BYU had two players taken in the draft was Austin calling Fui Vakapuna in 2009. So it's been more than 10 years. If three BYU players are drafted this year, that would be the most since B- three BYU players consisting of Brady Papinga, Scott Young, and Sean Nua were taken in the 2005 draft. So it's been 15 years since the Coug 
Cougars had three draft picks. And if you go back even further than that, the highest they have had taken in the current format of the NFL draft, the seven-round draft, is five players in 1995 as well as 2002. Now, as it stands, BYU obviously is looking at uh, Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen pretty much locks to be drafted. I believe that Kyrus Tonga is going to be a day three pick somewhere between rounds four and seven. Chandon Herring, uh, similar to Brady Christensen, I've heard from different people that people either love him or hate him. They're not exactly sure what position he fits in at. He has proven the capability of playing both tackle and guard, and that's going to help him in the NFL. And then finally, Matt Bushman, obviously a torn Achilles in training camp this past offseason, but before that, he was a lock to go in the NFL draft. So I believe those five, and uh, Casey also mentioned this, so you had those five, that would be the f- most BYU players selected in the NFL draft since the 2002 draft. If five players were selected, that would be tied for the second most in program history behind only 1986 and 1981 where seven players were selected out of BYU. But as Casey points out, that era of the draft had more than the current seven rounds. So it's a little bit of a caveat. He said if you were to take the current format, two players would have been selected in 1986, five players in 1981. So 2021, folks, is potentially going to tie for the high watermark in terms of overall draft picks in BYU football history. Zach Wilson could become the highest drafted player in BYU football history. That currently is uh, tied at fifth. Ziggy Ansah and I believe Jim McMahon were both taking fifth overall, and Zach Wilson probably is going to surpass that, it appears currently. Now, if you can find one other player to get drafted, and this is all saying that Kyrus Tonga, Chandon Herring, Bushman, uh, Zach Wilson and Brady Christensen find themselves drafted. If you find a sixth guy, whether that is Troy Warner, whether it's Chris Wilcox, whether that's Isaiah Kafusi, they find themselves drafted or any of the combination of the three get drafted. That would be the most players ever selected in a single NFL draft in BYU football history. And that would be absolutely crazy to think about, but I'm rooting for it. I would love to see these guys get this opportunity. Kalani Satake has taken a very measured approach to developing talent as the head coach in BYU. He knows he's not going to get four- and five-star talent every single year, but he believes that he and his staff are good enough at evaluating talent to find guys who are essentially four- and five-star talents who may not have proven that at the high school level. They come to BYU, develop, show their skills, and now can move on to the NFL as a draft pick. If it comes to pass that BYU has more than six guys drafted this year, I would be astounded first off. It'd be crazy to think about, but... Now's as good as an opportunity as there will be for the Cougars. They've come off an absolutely stellar season, ranked number 11 in the AP poll. They've been in the national consciousness all year long. You can guarantee the NFL talent evaluators have been taking note of the Cougars. I can vouch for that. I've been to multiple games where multiple NFL scouts were there. Ostensibly, many of them were there to watch Zach Wilson, but they got to see the other players playing for the Cougars out there on the field who have hopes of going to the next level. So, this could be, coming up in April, the greatest single draft in BYU football history, and how incredible would that be? Despite the COVID-19 pandemic, about so many things that went wrong in 2020, how cool would it be to see the Cougars rewarded with their best ever 
showing in the NFL draft. We'll have to wait and see, but a big thank you to uh, Casey Lundquist and Sports Illustrated, the Cougs Daily website over there, doing a great job writing this down. And something I'd been thinking about, and when Casey wrote about it, I'm like, you know what? We're going to talk about this, and I'll make sure to link the the article here in the show notes as well if you want to read it in its entirety. I, I think Casey did a great job breaking down the case for how good this draft class could be for BYU. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics I didn't have a chance to touch on earlier on yesterday's podcast with our special guest, Adam Parker. So we'll catch you up on the weekend that was in BYU sports and run down everything you guys need to know about here in just a second. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends at Rock Auto. You out there who are hold up during the pandemic, probably you thought, you know what? I need to do something with my time. Some of you uh, probably learned how to bake sourdough bread maybe, or had some fun in the kitchen. Others may have decided, you know what? I want to learn how to fix my car. Well, that's where Rock Auto can come in and help you save some money as a do-it-yourselfer. Rock Auto is your online source for all things vehicle, parts, uh, no matter what it might be for your car, truck, or SUV. And the best part is they've got the best prices. Why pay 30 50 or maybe even 100% more markup at a dealership or a chain store out there when well, you can go to rockauto.com and by the way have the parts shipped directly to your door there's no need to go anywhere it comes directly to you check them out now go to rockauto.com you can search for your vehicle uh, you can search by manufacturer part price the entire process online is very straightforward it's very convenient and like i said the prices they are rock bottom pardon the pun there. Check them out once again. It's rockauto.com. While you're there, check out their uh, different offerings, but make sure to mention in the how did you hear about us box, you heard about it on Locked On. Put Locked On in there so that way they know that we sent you to check out Rock Auto. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low pricing, all of the parts your car, truck, or SUV could ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Folks, let's take a minute and talk to you about personal income taxes. Ooh, that sounds like a real engrossing topic, but you know what? It's real simple if you trust Squire and company to help you guys out. Squire is one of the largest Utah-based CPA firms and serves clients both here in the Utah as well as nationwide. So no matter what you need, Squire can handle it for you. Uh, I've got a connection with Squire. I got to know Ray, who is kind of our liaison with Squire, going to the Boca Raton Bowl. He is a huge BYU fan to boot, but additionally, I know the founder of the company, Squire. Joe Squire was an old neighbor of mine growing up, and he has built a fantastic company, and it's now in good hands with guys like Ray at the controls. If you guys want anything taken care of with regards to CPA services, whether that is personal income taxes, corporate and business taxes, financial statement audits, reviews, and compilations, they've got it all covered for you at Squire. They're committed to helping individuals, businesses, and entrepreneurs set and meet your financial goals. Obviously, it's tax season, you're probably getting inundated with all the different forms, your W-2s, your 1099s, just to name some of the different forms out there, 1095s, oh man, mortgage interest statements. Trust me, don't get me started on it, but guess what? Squire can make sense of it all and help you guys out. They've got two offices, one in Orm and one in downtown Salt Lake City that are poised to help you guys out. If you'd like to reach out, you can look them up online at www.squire.com. That's S-Q-U-I-R-E.com. Or you can reach out to Ray directly via email by emailing him RaymondC at Squire.com or calling him 801-477-4950. 
I'm telling you guys, Squire can help you guys out. It's tax season. Many of us don't even want to, we just want to kind of toss those forms at somebody and say, handle this for me. Squire's got it for you guys. Give them a shot. Squire.com. Reach out to Ray directly, Raymond C at Squire.com, or give them a call, 801-477-4950. That's Squire and Company, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, running out of Tuesday edition on the show. We're going to run down everything you need to know about BYU sports. Before we do that, though, I want to encourage you guys to check out NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson's show, Peacock and Williamson, every Monday through Friday. I, I listen to this podcast quite regularly. They do a great job. They give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson, the podcast, part of the Locked On podcast network subscribe wherever you get your podcasts all right running on the news you guys need to know about before we go here on a tuesday let's start off with this congratulations to daniel Sorensen and andy reed two former cougars they're super bowl bound for the second straight season looking forward to seeing the chiefs do battle against the tampa bay buccaneers here in a couple of weeks a week from sunday and uh hopefully they can run it back as they've been saying there in kansas city be good to see coach reed big red himself get another super bowl championship in addition to daniel Sorensen as a team captain is getting his second Super Bowl ring. Additionally, BYU offered 10th view athlete Pokayawa Honga in the 2023 recruiting class. He comes from Timview High School, 5'11", 200-pound athlete. Uh, I've done some high school football games over the past season, and I remember seeing Honga play for Timview. BYU's very high on his ability, obviously, to offer him this early on in the recruiting process, but we'll see how he develops over the next couple of years at Timview. That pipeline, what, not even a mile away from BYU at Timview, man. It has been a beneficial pipeline pipeline for the Cougars, and it looks like Haunga could be the next great uh, Timview Thunderbird to become a BYU Cougar if he opts to do so. Other news we need to touch on, Jimmer Fredette, by the way, 70 points and still loses in the Chinese Basketball Association. Think about that. Uh, his Shanghai Sharks lost to the Sichuan Blue Wells, 136-129 to in double overtime yesterday. Uh, Marcus George's Hunt from Georgia Tech, or formerly of Georgia Tech, he scored 68 to counter for debt in the victory. Jimmer also added 8 rebounds, 9 assists, and 4 steals in the loss. It is his third career 70-point game in China, and man... To think about that, to score 70 points, he hit 11 three-pointers, lived at the free throw line, I think made 23 free throws or some such. Just an absolutely monster outing. And to have that all come come up short in a loss, man... Just crazy to think about, but congratulations to Jim. We're still getting it done over there in China. A couple of the notes for you guys. Men's golf, they'll be wrapping up action in their spring opener at the Arizona Intercollegiate down there in the Tucson area. We'll have a full recap of how the Cougars did in that tomorrow. One final note for you guys is that BYU women's basketball had their games last week canceled. They haven't played since January 14th. They are going to be in action today at 2 o'clock in a rescheduled matchup against Pacific. That game will be televised on BYU TV and also streamed on the BYU TV app if you want to watch the Lady Cougars in action. Uh, they've been waiting to get back on the court. Had some COVID concerns over the weekend that necessitated them postponing their games over the last weekend, but good to see them back in action as they take on Pacific today at the Marriott Center. All right, that's going to do it for a Tuesday edition of the show. Cannot thank you guys enough for your continued support of the podcast. Like I said, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Also follow the show on social media. You can search it out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at LockedOn 
on Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to follow me there, is Jacob C. Hatch. And of course, feel free to email the show anytime with whatever you got for us by emailing us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. All right, folks, have a great rest of your day. It's been a pleasure to be with you guys on a Tuesday. Of course, we'll be with you guys tomorrow. Going to be previewing BYU taking on Pepperdine, the rematch in Malibu. We'll get to that on tomorrow's edition of the podcast and cannot thank you guys enough once again for your continued support of the show as always. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 26, 2021, and we will talk to you guys manana.